not your friend. You don't go over there and shake hands, smile, hug their neck. Let's knock them on their backs, butt them in the mouth, knock their ass in the dirt. That's what we got to do. We got to stop that buddy ball, smash everybody in the mouth. Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day, baby. I like this kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. This is Hour 3 of Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson on the WRAD Talk Network. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. You know what that means? Do you? We're underdog. We're mutts. My number one play is the power sweep. If you only knew the power of the dark side... Big Dog Sports Talk Power Hour. Welcome back to Wednesday here on the program. Hope you're doing okay wherever you might be as we get to the middle of yet another week. Josiah Jeffers scheduled to be in studio at 8.35. We had his uh, very interesting story about the transfer portal and uh, his upcoming final season at Radford University. Joining us now on the program, it is time for Bill Roth and the Roth Report. From the talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, it's time for The Roth Report, presented by the University Club of Virginia Tech, Blacksburg's premier private club and event venue. Now, along with Virginia Sports Hall of Famer and current ESPN broadcaster, Bill Roth, here's Rick Watson. Good morning, William. How are you, my friend? Good morning, buddy. How are you? Nice to be with you today. Nice to be with you. Everything's smooth. Everything is about as smooth as it can go. Heading in July pretty soon, one more month before football really gets on our brains. It's on our brains right now after the ACC's announcement yesterday. It's on everybody's name, <laughs> everybody's, everybody's mind. Yes. It's on the tip of everyone's tongue. Oh, no doubt. We've heard from them this morning. <laughs> I know. I know, and I was listening. I was listening driving around. So I, don't, I, I think it's a net positive, and I'll tell you why. And I think it's a change. Uh, for the league it's a big change for the coaches so where do we start on this new ACC model <laughs> yeah where do we start the coaches wanted divisions the coaches wanted divisions that's true because now to make the championship game you've got to be one of the top two teams in the league and you can you know there was a divisional battle especially in the coastal right think about it over the last couple of years remember there was a sequence I want to say two years ago was that the COVID year Three years ago, when like there was a chance, like each team finished four and four. Remember? Yeah, yeah, like a four-way tie up there. Yeah. Right, so once you lose two ACC games, you're out at this point, right? Probably. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So it ge- it gave you a chance going into October and November because now instead of winning your division, you have to be one of the top two teams in the league overall. Mm-hmm. Right. So you- you've taken away the division, and I think. I heard Mac Brown talk about it. I talked at length with Coach Pry about it. But here, here's here's what I think is is obvious. Number one, they went with competitive balance over marquee TV matchups. Okay, and I understand why they do that. Uh, the, in my opinion, the biggest threat to the ACC is 
the SEC. Yes. And and, and, and I've mentioned that in the past. You have, that, that yes. With, with, C, with, with CBS going away, every every SEC game is going to be on ESPN or ABC. And so you're going to see you're going to just see a lot of more ACC games kicking off at 11 a.m. on ACC That's Network, right? right? That's because, right. Okay, I wanted more. I wanted a, a, a schedule that was made for television. I agree. And I think 100%. we talked about that on that. Well, they didn't agree with me or you. Yeah. Right. I mean, because it, it's not fair, right? It's not fair because I wanted the best teams to play each other every year. That's not fair. Okay. Well, is it fair that the New York Yankees play the the Red Sox 19 times mm-hmm. and they play? The New York Yankees play the Indians seven. Okay, is that fair? Right. If Cleveland and Boston are both going for the same wild card slot, which they are, right? And, and is that fair to Boston mm-hmm. that they've got to pitch to the Yankees <laughs> yeah, nineteen right. times, mm-hmm. and 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 Cleveland only has to pitch to them seven? Of course, it's not fair. <laughs> but it's not fair that Duke and Carolina have to play twice every year in basketball, and nobody else, not not nobody else, one team every year has to play them as well twice. Right. Right. Is that fair to the Tar Heels? Are they going to play Duke twice every year? Well, no, but it's good for TV. Good for TV. Okay. They didn't go with that route. They went for competitive balancing. So fine. So fine. They, they went with that. From Virginia Tech's perspective, in my opinion, okay, and I, I've, I've heard you talking, the only negative is losing Miami. Yes, that's the big one for me too. Okay. However, here, here, here are the takeaways. If, if you look at it, Honestly, which was because I, I to me, Miami was a huge rivalry in the Big East. It was a huge rivalry in the ACC. Mm-hmm. I think some great games were played. Um, I think everyone would agree with that on both sides. But it, as you look at it now with this new model, you'll get to play everybody in the league at least twice during a four year period instead of playing. You know, Florida State comes to Lane Stadium once every 12 years. And Clemson comes once every twelve years. Now, now they'll they'll be there every four years. In fact, in this new model, Virginia Tech will play Florida State, Miami, or Clemson every year. Florida State, Miami, or Clemson every year. In addition, some years you play you play two of them. In twenty five, Virginia Tech will play Florida State and Miami. In twenty six, they'll play Clemson and Miami. So it's not on the surface a bad thing, okay? Plus, when you consider, I mean, look what Whit Babcock and the, and the crew have done on conference scheduling, right? In 23, Purdue comes. In 24, uh, the Hokies play Vanderbilt at Nissan Stadium in Nashville, right? In 25, Tech plays South Carolina and Vanderbilt. So think about that, Rick. In 25, Tech will play South Carolina, Vanderbilt, Florida State, and Miami. That's two, two SEC teams, plus the Canes and the Knolls. Maryland comes on in 26, and, of course, Notre Dame kicks in there in 27. So I think overall the schedule is better. The schedule is more attractive. Okay. Are the Hokies going to play Clemson every year? Nope. They're going to play them twice every four years. But I think overall, if you're a Tech fan, then the reaction hasn't been this way. The, the schedules from 23 to 26 are better today than they were yesterday, overall. Who do you think they did the best job with in the, uh, the matchups? I mean, I guess Dukes was a no-brainer with the three that they're playing. Carolina's makes a lot of sense. Depends on what yardstick you use. Okay, so here's another, here's another thing. So I talked with some folks in the league yesterday, okay? Do you, you, you recall why Notre Dame wants to be a independent? We've heard all the time. This wasn't 
this is just for context. Notre Dame wants to be an independent because they want to be a national school. They want to be able to play SC every year. So they're playing SC either at home or away every year. And they're not going to join a conference because they think institutionally it's better to play a more national schedule. Okay? That's Notre Dame. They leave money on the table. They'd make more money from their television deal if they were in the ACC. But they think institutionally it's better to play a national schedule. Florida State and Miami feel the same way. They don't want to be pigeonholed as regional universities. Miami wants to play in the Northeast. And it's important for them to go to Boston. It's important for Florida State. The president came out and said, we don't want to be a Southern university. We want to be more national. They want to play a game in New York. And that's where Syracuse comes in. Now, that's not Metro New York, but at least it's in the Northeast. So it depends on what yardstick you're using. It had nothing to do in that, in that, in that instance with, with, with who's got a better football team. Miami isn't like, you didn't have a say in it, so to speak, like we don't want to play them anymore. It was more the philosophical thing of keeping it all balanced while maybe answering some institutional things and rivalries, like Tech will continue to play UVA every year. I don't, know that, I don't know that there's any one yardstick to say, well, they did a great job with Carolina and Duke. I don't, I don't think you, you can look at it that way. And Wake, NC State, um, not they playing one another. They played for 100, you know, 115 yeah. years, and they're not playing anymore. You know, look, the model itself is great, unless you're a coach. If you're an ACC football coach, your job got a lot harder, right? Yeah, once the division – yeah, you're right. The whole division yeah. – that's a very yeah, good Brent, point you Brent made. Fry's yeah. job just got a lot harder. You want to make the ACC championship game – uh, you got to be the you got to be one of the top two teams out of thirteen. Not win your division in a tiebreaker, where like you're five and three and you eh, that's not going to happen anymore. So Mike Norvell's job got a lot harder. Every coach in the ACC's job got harder because you you could be the third best team in the league, right? And, and you don't make that championship game. You know, the, the one thing, and again, I don't do the schedule. They don't ask for my input. I, and this could all change by, I mean, it's only a four-year cycle. I mean, who knows if the, if the Virginia Tech-Maryland series in 26 and 27 will ever play, right? Well, right. Yeah. Uh, or, the, or the ACC even looks like this in three years. Correct. Yeah. Or Division One football looks like this. Right. Um, you know, Tech's going to play Old Dominion every year. I don't know that that's good. No, it's not. I don't know. Now, you can make the argument, well, it's important for Virginia Tech to have a recruiting base in the Hampton Roads area, in the 757. I, you know, they don't ask for my input. They should. No, 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 no. no, no. Bill knows no. things. No. No, because you – honestly, I don't know. What if, what if someone told you the demographics of the Hampton Roads area? I, I think playing Maryland makes more. I'd rather Virginia Tech play Maryland every year. Yes, absolutely. And maybe – Okay, and then we can move on. But, you know, Florida State's annual game at the end of the year, Florida State's every game at the end of the year is Florida. It's an SEC game. It's an in-state rival. It's the biggest game on the schedule, whether it's in Tally or Gainesville, right? Oh, no doubt. South Carolina's biggest game of the year is Clemson, right? It's the in-state game. Uh, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Kentucky, Louisville, right? They're the in-state ACC teams that have an SEC team. When the Hokies were in the Big East, that was always UVA, remember? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would like to see Virginia Tech's final game of the season be against a non-conference team, but not Old Dominion. I, I would, I, 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 it wouldn't mind me one bit if Virginia Tech played Maryland every year in the final game of the year. So you could have the Virginia game and then finish up like against Maryland. Well, UVA yeah. whenever you yeah. want. I mean, yeah. the Virginia game tr- traditionally, 
I think in the 50s and 60s was the last game. And then 70s, 80s, and 90s, it wasn't. You know, for about 30 years, the UVA-Virginia Tech game was middle of the year. But uh, the reason I say that is is that I, I'd like a, a Big Ten team on there every year. And secondly, I think Maryland and, and recruiting in Northern Virginia is so important. And I think the Big Ten has made big strides in recruiting by the Big Ten, I mean Penn State, <laughs> and, and to a lesser extent, Ohio State, recruiting in Northern Virginia. I, I think playing Maryland every year would be a net positive for Virginia Tech. But I don't make the schedule. They don't ask me. <laughs> I'll probably get a text before we're done. He's Bill Roth. It's the Roth Report. I think uh, it's a net positive. That, that's my, that's my takeaway yeah. from this. I think Tech's schedule over the next five years overall is better today than it was yesterday. Uh, that I agree with. I just think everybody would have – if Miami – you said it right off the top. If Miami would have been in there, I don't think we'd have heard from half the people we've heard from today. They'd have been like, okay, Virginia, Miami, whatever, whoever else they throw in, we're good to go. Let's rock it. Yeah, so the Hokies have lost two games with Miami. I agree. I don't like it either. But they picked up two games with Florida State, and they picked up two games with Clemson. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I guess that that's not officially true because FSU and Clemson were both going to be in there. They picked right. up one game with Florida State and one game with Clemson. Right. And lost two with Miami. All right. It's Bill Roth, the Roth Report. A lot to get to. We'll take a quick break. We will come back. More coming up as we rock and roll here with Bill. I know he's going to be heading down uh, with Mike coming up on vacation. We'll talk about that at the end as well. Stay with us. Don't go away. This is Louise Baker with the Louise Baker team of Long and Foster Realtors. As spring turns to summer, our thoughts turn to outdoor grilling. Remember Buffalo and more for your fresh buffalo burgers, hot dogs, and steaks. Let Connie fix the sides, slaw, potato salad, macaroni salad, and many other selections. Miss Reba's dessert will finish out a great meal. Buffalo and more, Reiner Road in Reiner, Louise, Marshall, and Rhonda remind you to shop local. Hey, Hokie fans and alums, have you ever wanted to throw an event or dine with friends with Lane Stadium as your backdrop? Well, now you can. University Club of Virginia Tech is now offering memberships with the complete club experience. You'll have member access to dine during the week, a quiet place to work, an incredible venue to host private events, and most importantly, a setting that fosters community and relationships. For more information, go to universityclubofvt.com. That's universityclubofvt.com. First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg and has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Zoe's Kitchen, Bull and Bones, Avellino's, and El Rodeo. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling. Visit First in Maine today, the official entertainment destination of Virginia Tech Athletics. From the classroom, to the studio, to the stadium, it's time to catch up on the latest from Virginia Tech Sports Media and Analytics Program. Today's SMA update is brought to you by First in Maine, Blacksburg's premier destination to eat, drink, shop, and play. And we are back here on BDST on this Wednesday. Bill Roth and the Roth Report, the SMA update here on a Wednesday, Bill. You know, we're getting set for the fall. This will be the seventh year of our SMA program. So I was talking with a former student who's working, and she's telling me in sports, and she's telling me about she was so excited to get this job. And and I don't want to mention the state because then people within our community, our tech community, probably will figure out who this was. But very excited. Good, good. 
good reporter, and I think will have a, a nice career. I'm hopeful, right? We always are. And, and, but really smart young lady, and like everybody else who covers sports, she wants to talk about high school football's about to start. It's a smaller state. High school football's about to start, and SEC football, which she'll get to cover. And, of course, you know, she's, she's there for like three weeks, and she has to interview the, the parents of a trans athlete because the state has instituted a new ban on on uh, on trans kids participating in sports. And she said, you know, we never covered any of that stuff. And so we, we talked a little bit about it. And I'm like, do we need to start talking about that stuff in our classes? Um, last week, we were almost joking about Saudi human rights and how it's impacting sports. Do we have to have a class on Saudi Arabia uh, before we start talking about how to cover sports? And I don't know, but it was just really interesting for me because I, I, I stay in touch with everybody who's working in, in the business, particularly people who just graduated. Right. And it was, it, it was really eye opening to me because, you know, that, that, that's a touchy topic, Rick. It, it covers, it covers fairness. It covers religion. It, it covers morals. It covers freedom and, and, and rights and liberty, but it also involves sports now. And, and, and we do talk a little bit about it, that, that when there's a news story that breaks out, they don't, they're not going to ask a news reporter to go cover it. You're the sports person. you got to go cover it. And so we talked a little bit about the best ways to handle it. And I said, you just have to be incredibly respectful to that family and to those parents and try to just tell their story without injecting your opinion one way or the other in it. But it was a really interesting conversation. You have a good topic here, revisiting the 2022 ACC Tournament Championship game. <laughs> and that we move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to move on. Uh, after the NBA draft, I thought this was good, though, because it kind of puts it in perspective a little bit, what we saw last Thursday night. Four Duke players got picked in the first round. <laughs> How about that? Right, and you could make the argument that that was the best team, mm-hmm. at least – in terms of NBA potential, the Tech has probably ever played in basketball. Absolutely. They, I mean, Duke was ranked seventh in the country, but how many teams have four NBA players? Yeah, I mean, I can't Secondly, remember. Kentucky, how many, maybe? How many college teams have four first-round picks? And Tech beat that team pretty good, man. Had them down 20, won by 15. Um, and so I was watching the NBA draft, and I'm like, Wow. That was the game, if you don't remember, Couture scored 31 points, and uh, and the Hokies finished off their four wins in four days <laughs> yeah. in Brooklyn. Uh, but, man, there will never be a team with a better roster of NBA prospects than the one Tech beat. Absolutely. It goes, goes to show you what Mike Young and his staff did there. Yeah, I could not agree more. Yeah, it's 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 cool. And Kev, good luck to him down in Memphis. He's got an opportunity now to show his worth, so hopefully that will work out for him. Yes. All right. Uh, the Louise Baker team game of the week. We're out of hockey. We're out of NBA. <laughs> what you got for your game of the week? <laughs> well, ready? Yeah. We are I'm in ready. to Tech UVA football. Okay. Recruiting. Ah, okay. Two big prospects out there that are down to Tech and Virginia. And what's interesting about it is we haven't seen it that frequently in recent years. I was going to say, yeah, it's true. Yeah, we've talked about the fact that, like, yeah, Tech and UVA haven't been going head-to-head in football on as many big names. They are this week. It could go to next week. So the Tech football game isn't until Thanksgiving this fall, but there's a football battle happening right now. 
Well, that was the one thing Tony Elliott, right? I mean, he's he's a good – on the other side of it, we, we know Coach Price doing a great job. Tony Elliott, from all I've heard, is doing a terrific job out on the recruiting trail. I know. So, I know. So, yeah, here it is. No you doubt about that. You get that first-year bump as a head coach. Right? That's right. You're right. Uh, coming from where he's coming from, too, right? I mean, the whole Clemson connection's got to be something that kids are looking at, I would think. But that'd be great to have that as a conversation piece every year, right? Those battles going down to those two schools again. Used to be, right? I mean, yeah. if you go back to yeah. the – to the George Welsh, Frank Beamer days. But, you know, when, when Coach Garreau got there, kind of there, there weren't that many. I mean, there are some, right? I mean, like, uh, I don't know, like Luke Tenuto, like his, went to high school in Charlottesville. That's right. That's so, right. There were, I mean, but I'm talking about some of the bigger names. That's good stuff. And I, I saw the piece about, you know, Andy Bitter put out the piece, going back to the Kevin Jones recruitment about how it came down to literally the coin flip. Yeah. Penn State and Virginia Tech. He would have went to Penn State if it had landed on the other side. <laughs> he made the right decision. I would think so. I would think so. Tech fan, I know, agrees with you 100%. It is the Roth Report here on BDST. Time now for the NRV Heart Clinic Bills Top 3. Three, two, one! Are you ready for today's countdown? It's time for Bills Top 3, presented by New River Valley Heart Clinic in Radford. All right, I don't know which way you're going here. I always like these the best. I'm going I'm going out of space with this one. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know what happened on June 29th, 1995? June 29th, 1995. The American Space Shuttle Atlantis docked with the Russian space station near. <laughs> really? It was the largest ever man-made satellite ever to orbit Earth. Okay. And it was a historic moment of cooperation between rival space programs. Remember those days when tech and Russia attacked, when USA and Russia got along? Yeah. Uh, wow, so, I didn't know that. That's pretty yeah, cool. So, but anyway, our top three today, the top three USA-Russia sports battles. Oh, okay. Here we go. Okay. All right. In my opinion. Okay. Number three. Number three didn't really happen, but it's still one of the top three. Ivan Drago against Rock. <laughs> I'm so glad you put that in there. This is why you are who you are. It could have been it. number one. <laughs> it could have been number one. Know, for those that don't know, uh, a tragic Rocky Four. Remember what happened? Oh, of course. Drago Absolutely. beats up Apollo Creed and yes. dies. You got remember? James Brown out there dancing around, singing "Living in America," and then that happens. Yeah, and then, and then and that was in Moscow in the in the movie, and then Rocky <laughs> comes back and wins and makes a speech about why can't we all get along? Yes, anyway, yes, yeah, very emotional. Right, that's that's yeah. Well, well, for me, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was me too. Yeah. How old were you when the, when the Rockies? Cold came War. Out? Oh wow. You're, well, we're still in the Cold War, so you're still what? Coming out of your teenage years into your twenties, right? I mean, it's it's happening. Right. It's happening. Um, now, number two and number one it depends <laughs> upon it. Um, our Olympic sporting events. Yes. And yes. This now our number one is going to be different than if you grew up in St. Petersburg, Russia. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, our number two, just because it was impactful and it did impact the game in the world and the in the in the the, the sport, uh, the 1972 USA USSR Olympic basketball gold medal game. Mm-hmm. Now a lot of people are going, you know, we are old, Rick. Like, we are. We I know exactly what happened. Yeah, this is this was historically changing. What happened? There was a very there was a very controversial ending at the final. Russia got Russia. Soviet Union got inbound the ball three times. Uh, there was a there was a buzzer issue with a clock. Uh, very controversial ending, uh, and at the end, the Soviets won. Um, looking back at the tape, they probably shouldn't have, but they did. Okay. Um, and number one on the list, 
You know where we're going with this. I know where we're going. The greatest upset in the history of sports. 1980s USA, again, USSR hockey in the Olympics in Lake Placid, New York. So those are my top three. In in honor of... (laughs) I love it. In honor of the U.S. space shuttle docking with the Russian space (laughs) station. June 29th, 1990. See, only you could tie that together 27 years later, man. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I agree with all three. And, you know, our gold medals are still there. They never they never claimed the uh, silver medals, the U.S. They left them there. I think if you if you talk to people, like Doug Collins will not you bring that game up to those people. Oh, my They're goodness. They're still mad. Oh, they get up. Yeah, you can't talk to them. They get so upset about it. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, it's good stuff, man, all the way around. I don't know. I think I would have had Rocky and Drago maybe number one. Number one? <laughs> yeah, maybe so. I mean, he's got Apollo's trunks on. He changes the whole mindset of two cultures. I mean, come on. <laughs> all right, let's change it. Number one, Rocky five. <laughs> now, you're going to be uh, – uh, Mike Burton gave us a little insight. You and Mikey are going to be hooking up here for a little bit for a vacation, right? So maybe we, we'll do something uh, yeah, next week. We take our annual trip That's awesome. to uh, Destin and – there's a lot of interesting stories that will be told. And <laughs> some of Mike's former teammates will be there. Um, Mike's kids will be there. Uh, it's a, some friends of mine. Uh, Billy and Ann Height will be there. Oh, cool. So cool. We have onboard entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> onboard entertainment. Yeah. Um, uh, some kids. There'll be some dogs running around. Um, Mike's got a beautiful home. Uh, right on the beach in Destin, mm-hmm. and uh, White Sand Beach, and we've been going down there since since the '80s. So, um, really looking forward to it. Fourth of July. Hope it's a great week. But we will be uh, we'll be down there next week. Well, what I'm are not, your plans? I know last year we did. Well, I'll be here. I guess I'll be here doing my thing. Um, last year we did a whole hour with you guys. You remember from the beach? You guys were actually on the beach doing the show last year. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know that I don't know. I'll let you you guys decide if you want to do that. <laughs> I think so. I think our listeners deserve it. <laughs> We're looking forward to doing that, and um, that'll be next week. Hope it's a great and safe Fourth of July weekend for everybody. Well, you too, man. Hope you have a blast and uh, be safe in your travels. And uh, you guys, I know, will have a great time, and hopefully, we'll be able to connect with you both next week. Sounds great. All right, brother. Take care. That's Bill Roth and the Roth Report. We'll take a break. We will come back. Josiah Jeffers is going to be in studio with us. We're going to get Joe's story for Atrium University basketball as we roll along here on the Wednesday edition. Don't go away. First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg and has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Zoe's Kitchen, Bull and Bones, Avellino's, and El Rodeo. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling. Visit First in Maine today. The official entertainment destination of Virginia Tech Athletics. 
This is Louise Baker with the Louise Baker team of Long and Foster Realtors. Congratulations to all the graduates of the 2022 school year. Best wishes for lots of success. Think Original Frameworks at Gable Shopping Center in Blacksburg to preserve your diplomas and awards. Let them be your consultant for matting and framing to keep your memories beautiful for many years. Original Frameworks, Gable Shopping Center, Louise, Marshall, and Rhonda remind you to shop local. Hey, Hokie fans and alums, have you ever wanted to throw an event or dine with friends with Lane Stadium as your backdrop? Well, now you can. University Club of Virginia Tech is now offering memberships with the complete club experience. You'll have member access to dine during the week, a quiet place to work, an incredible venue to host private events, and most importantly, a setting that fosters community and relationships. For more information, go to universityclubofvt.com. That's University Club of vt.com. 